The human psyche is very complex. One of the complexities comes from the multitude of personalities that usually compete within us. There is a lot happening in there that it even becomes hard to answer the question, who are you? When I heard, know thyself, I realized knowing oneself is not a real problem. Where to find thyself is the issue. Hero, villain, caring mother or wise shaman seem to place the limit to possibilities for what we can be. And every day we strive to be what is acceptable, which leads us to embrace or simply manifest what seems acceptable in society. The parts of our beings we ignore do not vanish. They just get angry and force their way to the surface and sometimes they compromise what we think we are and invalidate what others perceive us to be. An integration of all our personalities has been prescribed as the solution. And that makes sense when you observe a flower with many petals. Small, big, infant, all petals constitute the all and they do not fight. They instead work together to create and sustain the beauty of the flower. Just observe that and we may learn something. A few years ago, I met a guy from my hometown. I met him at a party after a long time of not seeing each other. The person in front of me was different from one I met or I remember meeting back home. He had changed from a quiet and reflective guy to an all-out, unstable and disconnected person. He talked a lot and listened very little. He would interrupt every conversation to teach something. I was amazed and confused at the same time. Of course, his talks carried some wisdom. He believed in the depth of life and the revolutionary meaning of things. He was enlightened in his speech. But he also seemed unstable and delusional, paying no regard to the existence of others. He probably thought they were inferior and his job was to show them the way to the light. For a long time, I simply observed and first deduced he could have been right then I decided he probably saw the light, but the light must have hit him at the wrong spot. People had theories about him, and I did not really pay attention to that because I knew how out of context opinions about him could have been. Everyone set out to simplify his condition, avoid him, and discredit everything he said, including the low truth or the truth he spoke. It was puzzling, and I found it beautiful. One fine holiday, he returned home. At arrival, his passport was confiscated by his family and he never returned to Nairobi. I'm not sure what he did, but I heard they found him help and slowed him down a little bit, just a little bit, so he could recover his senses. 
Years later, I attributed his story to the concept of inflation of the ego. I was right. He was awakened by the battle of his personalities or the lack of a solid foundation could not stand the light he received. It confused him and disconnected him from himself, others, and reality in general. I saw the same scenario through the story of a former colleague of mine who embraced an alternative form of spirituality. Of course, it was all theoretical, but had such an effect on her that she dropped out of school and decided to follow this guy whom she called the mouthpiece of the ancestors. Together, they created content that invalidated the standing of society, invalidated modern practices, and called for a spiritual revolution. There is no harm in that. In fact, it's needed. But the sense of being better than the rest was a disconnecting factor. They considered everyone has to be blinded by modernity and that without paying attention to the variety of experiences that shape individuals and the collective. It was also an interesting ego trip, an inflation of the ego that has not built or helped. It just increases the sense of grandiosity we all crave and search for every day. And that's just our attempt to uh, make existence and our lives have some value, acquire some value. I cannot be superior if no one is inferior. I cannot be beautiful if ugliness is not defined. I cannot be awakened if no one is sleeping. This binary approach is a starting point of the system error and lead to that ego inflation which creates a lot of space for the evil genius to emerge. In our modern philosophy, the concept of evil genius was inherited from French philosopher René Descartes. He defines evil genius as a very powerful, malicious spirit who strives to deceive us. It infests our rationality and corrupts our judgment or reading of reality. The space it strives in is the inflated ego, conceptualized by clinical psychologist Carl Jung, has the experience of God-likeness or of being superhuman, an extension of personality beyond individual limit. You've seen what other people are now saying, so you feel like you shouldn't be just worshipped, but listened to and listened to carefully because you have the power to impact other people's lives. The inflated ego creates room uh, to the evil genius, and that's when it's established itself. This happens often when an individual starts doing the work, the work of bringing to their consciousness parts of their personalities that were dormant, or elements of their being that have been suppressed thanks to social conventions. It is a move of ideas from the unconscious to the conscious, but received by the ego instead of the self. In this case, what is the ego and what's the self? According to Jung, the ego is the center of the field of consciousness which contains our conscious awareness of existing and continuing sense of personal identity. It is that part that tells you, you are you, different from the next person, different from me, different from your parent, different from your siblings, different from your friend and the strangers on the street. It is the organizer of our thoughts and intuitions, feelings and sensations, and it has access to memories which are not repressed. It's shallow. The self, according to Jung, represents the unified unconsciousness and the consciousness of an individual. 
Nature takes it further, saying the self is that which does I, while the ego is that which says I. Under this angle, the ego is simply a fragment of the self, and it operates from a shallow understanding of being, existence, and life. The ego is useful to a certain extent, but when assigned responsibilities that transcend its capacity, it cracks open. And that opening gives room for the evil genius to emerge and dwell. The concept of evil genius is very important as far as the quality of our experience of reality depends on our intelligence or consciousness. In fact, we are just that, a self-aware intelligence or consciousness that is providing meaning to everything. Referring to a previous episode, we agree that life has no meaning without the ability to be perceived. That is even why Adam was the one giving names to animals, and this naming process goes beyond simple labeling. He wasn't just calling a goat a goat, a lion a lion. It was more than that. The sun does not give light without our ability to perceive it. There is no cold warmth without our ability to experience them. Again, we are the light at the center of our universes, making things what they are. But this is the truth that should not be taken by the ego. And when we did, or when we do take this truth uh, through our ego, we overexploit the planet, destroy our physical home, we go to war against each other, and humans become more and more disconnected from themselves, others, creation, and the purpose of life. In our personal lives, it also applies. The quality of our lives depend on the small decisions we make every day. Waking up or sleeping in open to two universes with two different possibilities. If you want to achieve something, acting against that will simply make you more miserable. And acting for it will actually lead you to some sense of fulfillment. Our intelligence or ability to animate or orchestrate elements of reality around us is very important. Families are built and destroyed, careers are successful or they fail, and none of that occurs without the implication of our decision-making faculty. But what happens when your decision-making faculty is compromised by a malicious spirit? When your intelligence is infected by an evil genius? Well, we end up with Holocaust, genocide, broken relationships, failed careers, and denied desires. Is there a way to overcome this? Let's discuss the theory of two gardens in our next chapter. Until then, I hope you will take time to reflect on this discussion, and I will see you next time. Stay blessed. Baraka to you and your family. Shalom.